0: NFR Extra is a weekly podcast that focuses on the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and features icons that embody the rodeo and Western lifestyle. And now here are your hosts, Nevada Caldwell and Rockin' Robbie Hodges.
1: Far Extra, Episode Forty Two: Robbie Hodges and Triple B. We got, uh, we're coming out of the gate swinging with these guys. We got a—it's uh, all bull riding, right? J Dub, J W yeah. Harris, Robbie. What
2: do you That's think about crazy. that? Robbie doesn't
3: mind that.
1: No, not at all. I what absolutely a...
3: don't. One of my favorite, great family man and a prankster in his
1: own. Absolutely, and then we also have uh, Boudreaux Campbell, Robbie. That was—that uh, was an interesting yeah. interview with him.
4: It was. It was like a switch just turned on to that kid in the last two years. And I'm so proud of him. He's a nice kid. He comes over all the time. And uh, I think you're going to like a lot about what he has to say about family and stuff. And um, then we got some cool surprise stuff coming up, too.
1: Yeah, we do. So, obviously, there's a new GM in town for the uh, Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. A guy by the name of Glenn mm-hmm. Allen Phillips. Pretty well known in the business, yep. right? He's... You bet.
4: Producing veterans. You bet. He's a committee Head, you know, from uh, over to Kansas City at the Royal, and um, I think uh, I and, think we made a
1: right turn there. Yeah, and he's he. I mean, he's I mean, as I've read, you know, kind of learning a lot about this guy over the weekend. He, you know, what he's been uh, rodeo livestock or Houston Livestock Show. He's also been with San Antonio. I mean, he's been an executive at a very high end. Um, and right and. From what I understand, I mean he's he doesn't lack experience in in the three sixty area of the rodeo, right? Production, the marketing side, the the, the operation side, the, every element that you could think of, he's had his hands in. And obviously, when you're dealing with NFR, the the Super Bowl of rodeos, you, you need that individual to really understand that rodeo business from inside out. I mean, and this is just me kind of being a the guy that's been a part of it. Wouldn't you agree, there, Rob?
4: Well, absolutely. I mean, you said it. You don't. You sound like you've been in it a long time, and I'm proud to hear that but you know he is uh, it takes every aspect from you know as a contestant I always thought the old rodeo you know the buck and shoes just grew there and those panels where you hung your rigging on just stayed there until I got into the you know the the production side of rodeo being you know it's turning into a barrel man 20 years ago this guy knows everything from the dirt to the Porta johns to the employee compliance everything in our business you know I've not known y'all to make a bad decision yet you know, and and I think this guy will, will follow right along. You know, Sean did it for so long, and, and that's kind of got to be tough to go behind somebody of that quality. You know, and, and but I think we got the right guy, and I sure hope so, because NFR is going to be exciting this year. It's going to be a – I feel like with everything happening, the whole thing is going to be almost a sudden death deal, you know, because of the lack of the money that's been able to give out this year and the head starts that a lot of guys are with. I think it's going to be kind of like those years in the '70s when they had it a sudden death, if it's ever going to be. And I think Glenn Allen will do us a good job with, with running that and keeping the tradition of what we've always had. Yeah. I
1: like it. Yeah. No. I. I. Man. I look forward I definitely look forward to working with them. Obviously, Brylin will be working with them. Rob, you. You obviously know him or met him, and now you'll probably get to meet him even more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a. No, we, hey, we. We got a GM for the NFR, so. Rolling forward and uh, a mad
4: clown shirt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, stay tuned for Brylon Bentley's rodeo news of the week.
5: This is Bryland's Bull, the rodeo news of the week.
3: PRCA Stat of the Week, 73 is the record number of career round wins for Trevor Brazil from the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and the Clem McSpadden National Finals Steer Roping. Watch him notch round win number 69 at the 2017 Wrangler NFR in the tight end roping on 40 nights of NFR, airing nightly through April 28th on the Cowboy Channel. Matt Reeves was recently re-elected as Steer Wrestling Event Rep on the Contestant Executive Council. Isaac Diaz is the newly elected Saddle Bronc Riding Event Rep. New event reps will assume their duties April 1st. Current event leaders are all around Clay Smith, bareback Tim O'Connell, steer wrestling Matt Reeves, team roping Luke Brown and Joseph Harrison, saddle bronc Wyatt Casper, tie down Shad Mayfield, steer roping Trevor Brazil, and bull riding Sage Kimsey. And last but certainly not least, congratulations Glenn Allen Phillips. The new General Manager for the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. With many years of experience in our industry, we look forward to having him on our team.
0: One under 20 of the best cowboys and barrel racers rode into Las Vegas last December and left $10 million richer. The chase for 2020 has already begun, and all champions are hungry for gold. Be sure to follow your favorite cowboys, barrel racers, and local rodeos all season long. It all leads to one place, the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Learn more at NFRExperience.com. This is the NFR. This is Vegas.
4: Uh, I'm eight-time world champion bull rider Donnie Gay, and you're listening to NFR Extra.
1: All right, Robbie, and we got Brylin on here because, uh, you know, she helps out on about a million different levels with this podcast, but, man, she's also connected a lot of cool people in this business. Um,
6: you ain't kidding.
1: Right, Brylon? I mean, you, you, you've you grown up in this world just like I mean, Robbie. I'm the president
3: of this one
1: fan club. <laughs> I know. Well, and this guy is definitely accomplished, well-loved, um, I think this year was probably a retiring year, something to that nature. And we're gonna talk a lot about that and just his career and all the good things that he's done. But uh we wanna welcome to NFR Extra, four time world champ JW Harris. Welcome, J What's up,
4: guys? How are you, Jay? Yeah, yeah. She's clapping right now. She's giving one of those silent claps right now. I can already
3: do that. <laughs> hey, you can't judge me for having my favorite
4: no i know
6: hey here's my favorite too i'm a little
4: mad you can't if she's got good taste
1: yeah hey <laughs> you're the best <laughs> it's gonna be a fun one here y'all oh this <laughs> is awesome i've got so, a big lift so j-dub we've been talking to a lot of contestants folks that you know competing still or not right now but what um what are you doing you know there's a lot of downtime right now so what What's what are you filling the cup up uh, with time? What are you what's what's keeping your kind of your your focus right now? What what are some things that you've been doing while we've been in this kind of weird downtime?
2: Trying to keep the kids from tearing the house down. That's for starts. Nice. And then, but no, we just kind of got a, a little conditioning yard and stuff. So we take care of. We have people sending. Send me some cattle, and we just get them conditioned, get them straight, and then uh, they head to the set, to the uh, feed lots. So that you know, shoot, that's kind of what we've been doing. Just take care of cattle and uh, nice. kind of stay busy. I mean, as busy as you, you possibly can be in something like this. But we got we got plenty to do. That's for too.
1: Yeah. Now, do you you yeah. do you breed? I'm. I think I read a little bit of this, but now you breed right correctly or no?
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a loaded question. Cattle 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 you you can little take that path cattle cattle however cattle. you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, uh, you know, I, I've kind of gotten away from the, the cow calf operation gear of it. Um. It's. It's so hard to make money in cow calf operation, in you, you know, know, anymore. Feed a high, and fuel, and and frankly, cows ain't worth mm-hmm. nothing right now. Mm. And pet. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and it's just so. And I started helping a, a friend of mine. He's got a conditioning lot. And this is how I, how I got into it. And uh, the guy that the cattle, he taught me into running a set one team of calves and i kind of got hooked on that deal with it that way and so uh i sold i got rid of all my cow i think i've got five or six cows left and and i just we just use them and, and i keep the steers back and feed them out uh that way i know whenever we pull out a steak or hamburger meat i know what was in it and in fact, you just get both of meat that way, and so we just keep two pounds for just to feed us. But we just – I straighten out other people's cattle. I guess I work on everybody else's – on somebody else's money, and I don't really have much invested into it. I just get a check. and nice. But, I mean, there's long days, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. I, that's got to be nice, though. You know what you're eating, right? I mean, it sounds like you're self-sustainable. Is that right?
2: Oh, yeah. we well, would try to be uh, – Frankly, hamburger meets too hard. I do go to the store anyway. So, it's <laughs> just feed them out yourself. <laughs> yeah. You just uh, grab one. I mean, in these rough
6: times,
4: you just grab old 4327 and say,
2: all right, boy, it's your day. Kapaya. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about your bad luck.
1: <laughs> where, uh, now, where are you at, Uh, uh I
2: live in Gulf Lake, Texas. Mm. We are two hours north of Austin, two and a half hours southwest of Fort Worth. Uh, you know we're kind of right here in the middle. They, you know, we're kind of I guess you'd call us the gateway to the hill country. Oh, nice. We're kind of right here. Some pretty country and some not so pretty and lots of rocks. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> fell rocks, so, Oh my gosh.
1: So what were you doing, J Dub, before? So before all this started come down, because a lot of folks we've been talked about in a couple weeks. A lot of them were in, at Houston actually when this all came down. But where were you when the news came down? Uh, knowing that things were getting ready to get shut down, you know, what were your thoughts? Like, where were you at, and what were you? What? what how did it hit you?
2: I I just got back from Houston. Uh, I was up in the first set. And I got to finish my set and and everything there. And the kids were down there showing pigs. So we've been been at Houston, and then was getting ready to go back to Houston for the the shootout. One um, of the news come come across and. But they canceled it, and I was like, Well, I know what I'm doing for the next (laughs) two weeks. But, you know, that place kind of taking care of some getting caught up from being gone a week and, Mm -hmm. and whenever all that comes through. And, uh, yeah, and we're still, we're still at home trying to catch up on things. Wow. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of
4: fences getting fixed and a lot of that stuff right now. And there? there's a lot of stuff a wall changing, an oh. and an
2: ORV. Yeah, or, that that I'm I'm getting caught up on the honeydew list. Mm. That I said, well, oh, I God, don't have boy. time to get to that, and I'll do it whenever I get time. I've got lots of time on my hands now, so yeah, yeah. how, caught it, up how on all that
4: is it? They're I'm good at JW's home a lot. That's what I'm concerned with. This is a prerequisite for your retirement.
2: Uh, yeah, that's what I told her the other day. I said, "Well, honey, I said here's a early look at what life's gonna be like around the house, like, huh?" Uh, yeah, she's she's doing good. Um, yeah, she had to, go to do do? Other, she had to go to work the other day. She went to work. No, shoot the wife and kids. they they're doing good. To, just trying to keep that's the kids good. from climbing the curtains. Yeah. Oh, I bet him, too. I can see Dylan right now. He's rode in um.
4: the yard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Have hey. the cops had to come to your house yet? You had not had
2: to have the cops there this week. No, no, no cops yet. Yeah. Okay. So All right. They got plenty of burn piles to catch stuff on fire, but when that runs out, we're not in trouble. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome.
4: Now, I got to tell you, Nevada, I know I know you don't know, and and, and Brian does, but um, the – uh is a little bit of a trickster, and uh, we've got a pretty good list of stuff that he's done actually to his barrel men out on the road. <laughs> and I think it's a good time to answer for some of that. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, yeah. Are you ready?
2: I'm <laughs> ready. Are you On ready? a hot
4: Sunday afternoon in 2011. Listen, you you're a skater. Nevada. So, you yep. know, you've heard of Tiger Bond or yep. our Atomic Bomb, they oh, call yeah. it
6: 747.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> A Hot day in September. You shut up. Hot day in September. I go it was 82 degrees.
0: Guard. It wasn't hot, Bobby.
4: It was hot for me because he loads my shin guards
6: full of seven forty seven. Oh, that's
4: awesome. Bombs. And I'm sweating and I look down and both of my legs are smoking <laughs> when I got in there. That- and I'm out there and he sees me doing the ceremonial Indian dance of holy crap, what is wrong with my legs? And, and he's he eating that old rope up. And he's looking out there. He said, You're gonna be fast today, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you were warmed up.
4: <laughs> yes, I was warmed up. That's for sure. What up? You know, when you were down in the locker room so many times, you know, I was fortunate enough to get to work with you at the finals. And, and I remember the, the great, was it 94? 94 points on. Uh,
2: yes, sir. Smoke it? screen.
4: Smoke screen, yes. And, uh. Yep. We always like to talk to the guys down there in the locker room and stuff. You know, what were some of the tricks and stuff that you did? Because I don't ever remember you being the rookie guy there, you know. And what, uh, I know y'all y'all played a lot of tricks. Some of them you can talk about. Some of them you can't. But uh, I hear you are pretty hard on the old rookies down there
2: a little bit. Yeah, uh, especially the rookie bullfighters. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we got Kenny Kenny Boonser on his first year at the NFR, and he was – uh-huh. We always give Kenny a hard time. He, he always found him. He'd just be running, and he just – Dirt monsters would get him all the time. And uh, we took his best uh-huh. from the first round, and we going oh, him so- give it back to him. <laughs> lo- luckily, Fred Butcher being the good guy that Fred Butcher is, told Kenny where his vest was hidden because that oh. was not – when Clayton Williams hung his fur, and, and everybody took, yeah, the bullfires took a good stomping. Yeah, they did. I, I've got that
4: picture right here, and uh, Kenny's got his vest on. <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, so, you know, and then he's thick looking, but he's got his vest on. on. He's mad about it, but you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I don't know how old Kenny was when he went this first in the park. He's been fighting bulls forever. I mean, yeah. Kenny is not you ever do that he needed to be at the NFR, but mm-hmm. just, he was so nervous just just being there. And, you know, for yeah. the first time, and, and he was the same way. He scared me. And, but whenever he couldn't find his best, like, oh. we literally thought the guy was going to faint and pass out. And, <laughs> like, his arms were, he was just sweating. <laughs> he was yeah. so scared and nervous about it. Me and Cody Whitney. That, and that's the bad <laughs> combination you get me together. Yeah, the
0: two bald brothers. <laughs> exactly.
2: And me and him, we're just cool as cucumbers. I was sitting down there at the mouth of the tunnel, where all my there. I kick back, relaxed, having a good time, and enjoying the chuck wagon being, the stagecoach being in yeah. the arena and laughing at Kenny and. Finally, Fred comes running down the tunnel with it, and we did get through the talking to, to after that. <laughs> oh, so, what do y'all doing? I remember that. <laughs> yeah, Boy, and then we got the the best one that I've ever done at the NFR was to Corey Navar. Uh-huh. He, I think it was 2009, I broke my hand, and so I was sitting in the locker room and had absolutely nothing to do. And... So I went to the sports medicine room and asked him if they had any ore gel because he had a, a fake tooth that he pulled out whenever he rode. And asked him if they had any ore gel. Well, they gave me a whole brand new bottle of it. And I go back to the locker room and see where he stuck his fake tooth at. <laughs> and I filled that container up with ore gel, let it set for a while. About halfway through the bull run, I run back to the locker room, dumped it out and cleaned out the case, stuck that tooth back in there. Well, luckily for Corey Var, he was the only one to stay on that night one round. So he had to run back, grab his tooth, and go do an interview. <laughs> he wouldn't do the interview without the tooth. And he sticks that tooth in, and then Cody Whitney are fall on him. We look like a bunch of little kids. We fall on him. <laughs> And he's talking about halfway down. Turn around, you sons of bitches! Yeah, he goes down there to Jennifer, and Jennifer's doing the interview, and she is laughing so hard that they they had, they cut the interview. They couldn't do his interview because everybody was laughing because of the way he was talking. So <laughs> he didn't to do his interview that night on TV. <laughs>
1: Man, JW, you this seem like a dude that is fun there? to I'll hang out with. <laughs> You're great. That is awesome.
2: Yeah, we have we have a blast.
1: Hey JW, let's talk about right, real hey. quick. You you grew up in rodeo. Yeah. Um how how was it being uh, you know, a lot of a lot of contestants we could talk to. Some grew up a little bit rich in, in rodeo, but you grew up rich in rodeo, man. I mean, like how how was it kind of growing up and, and at what point in time did you know? You know, you were you were young when you got into this bull riding thing. How, what age, and when did you know that this was this was going to be the life for you as far as uh, riding bulls?
2: Well, if you, I, you know, that, that's all I've ever wanted to do as a kid. But there, there for, from, I don't know, from the time I stepped up to junior bulls and then until I was sixteen years old. My dad and my uncle, they just kept thinking to the chef, God, I hope he quits. Mm. I, was just, I was terrible at it. I couldn't, you know, it just, things didn't, wasn't clicking. And, you know, from calves to steers, you know, I rode good and, and won some buckles and stuff, but it was just the transition to the bull part of it. I just never, it never clicked. And then one day me and my dad, was out crap. I had a, a pen in my backyard, basically, and and we were he loaded loaded a bull, and uh-huh. he had every intention of not actually. You know, we were what he had told me was we were just going to go and kind of work on some things with the bull sitting in the chute. and what and I'd been dropping my feet before I nodded, I'd, you know, and would just go ahead and set them down there, and my. You know, I didn't go to any boy out. Well, I guess I went to my dad's boy out in school, but I didn't go to, you know, work like a lot of these guys do anymore. I just did it right there in my backyard and he seen something and he was going we was going to work on it. And I slid up there and he opened the gate before I, like, I wasn't even halfway even thinking about being ready. <laughs> and, and he just opened the gate and then I just, I, out of reaction, I just dropped my feet and and that, that bull, that particular bull, he was a, a derby bull, a competition bull that a guy had sent over to us just just to shoot break and just kind of work with him in the shoot, not really ever buck him. But we bucked him, and this son bucked, and, and they won a lot of money with him. And, and wow. I wrote to him like it was a day off, and that was the day that everything clicked. Mm. Now. What, you know, what made it click and and all that, I have no idea. It was just, I guess, a meant-to-be thing. Right. Did it and, surprise
4: you when he opened that gate? You were like,
2: Dad! Damn it! It, it didn't really surprise me because my dad's done a lot worse to me. <laughs> That's really and, but it uh um, But once I got off, I got off whenever I got off, I was surprised that I rode it. Mm. And... And then ever from from that day on, it it is has worked like a charm, and uh, uh-huh. yeah, I'd say, you know, and we, I guess that that was probably the day I realized that I could actually do this for a living and make money.
1: And how old were you, J Dub?
2: Uh, I was probably I think sixteen. Nice. 16 oh wow. Or 17. and I mean, I you know, I I, I worked so hard at. From the time I was, I mean, I used to wear my dad out just constantly wanting to buck bulls and and uh-huh. stuff. But I was so busy with playing football, basketball, because I mean, heck, the school you went to uh, that I went to—if you were somewhat athletic, I mean, if you could run a straight line, then you were on the track team. You know, it was, <laughs> you know, there was 18 people in my my graduating class. It was a little school. Wow. in May. And so, I mean, if you played one sport, you had to play them all. Right. And, uh, but whenever we, t- I'd come home every day from school or workouts, whatever, we'd buck two bulls a day, mm. every day, no more than that. Golly. And, and he never would let me get on just, you know, 10 or 15 bulls a day because he said there was no point in it. Cause then you start getting tired and that's whenever you're going to get hurt. Mm. Right. But so we got on two bulls every day. And some bucks, a lot of them didn't, um, you know. So that was kind of what I grew up doing, is basically riding bulls. and that's You awesome. know, that
4: experience like that, just getting on like that as a bareback rider, it was still hide the ass. So, you know what I mean? You were still getting on something every day, making the same moves, and and it, it, that's what's important. You know, I, I I hear so many guys talking about, even when we did uh Casey earlier and everybody mm-hmm. their dads Yeah, don't I was
1: gonna say the lot, same thing. Good know? job, Robbie. Yeah absolutely man.
4: You know, I mean I hear that about, you know, my dad did this and my dad did that and my dad showed me this and, and you know that that and, and and most of the champions. We were talking about Boudreaux the other day and, oh, yeah. and some <laughs> of those you know, so I mean your dad was a lot of help,
2: obviously. Tell us about him. I mean what did he what was his deal? You know, my my dad rode bulls. phenomenal. My Mike King still tells me to this day that I couldn't that I couldn't pack my dad's gear bag. Wow. And uh you know, and and, and he's he's probably right. My my dad rode bulls phenomenal. But uh you know, crap whenever I was growing up we didn't have any, a lot of money mm. at all. Mm-hmm.
6: Uh-huh.
2: Uh I mean, always, always got got to eat up breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But we just didn't have a lot of money, and and that's just what it was. And but crap, as a kid, I didn't know it. I lived on a at the bar at the ranch in Weatherford, Texas. My dad rode racehorses horses and rodeoed on the weekends whenever he could, whenever he wasn't hauling horses to the racetrack and and all that stuff. So, but you know, I, I mean, and I I think part of that too, what I credit to me being able to ride bulls is growing up riding horses a bunch. Mm. Uh, there's so many bull riders that can't ride a horse. It's embarrassing. We've heard. <laughs> yeah, we got a <laughs> dose of that the other day. Yeah, but, you know, my my dad, he just embarrassed. Yeah. You know, he just, and he never, my dad never pushed me to be a bull rider. And and I think that was something, he left, he left that up to me me and my brother, uh, if we wanted to ride, he would do everything he could to get us somewhere to get on. But if we didn't ask him, then we didn't go. You know, it wasn't one of them deals where he said, okay, y'all get in the truck, y'all got to go practice. Uh, Uh We only went and practiced whenever we said something to him about it. And because, you know, I mean, boy riding is, is something that can't be forced on you. Yeah, there might be some kids that were forced to learn to ride it and, and, you know, grew up a liking to it, but they never loved it. Right. And rode good for a couple of years, but then after that, they get burned out on it and they quit and they disappear. Mm. Uh, you know, and that was one thing that that I do credit. You know, and something. You know, I I carry along with me if I do a bull riding school or anything. The first thing I do is sit down and talk to the dads mm. because usually mm. those are they're the worst worst ones to have at a bull riding school are the dads. Oh,
4: no, yeah. Boy, let me tell you, back when I did it,
2: now this is how we done it. Oh, yeah, they get in there and they get, they get in the way and, and they talk too much. <laughs> and, you know, I just tell them, say, look, you you brought your kid to my boy riding school and this is the way we're going to do it. But y'all need to quit pushing them so much and let them figure out if this is something they want to do. And, uh, you know, my dad, I guess everything I know about boy riding, i I learned from my dad, and, you know, he just – and he'll still call me today. He'll see a video of me, and he'll, you know, tell me what I need to be doing, what I'm doing wrong, but it's not mm-hmm. – he's not telling me I need to change. My he's just pointing out something, especially especially now, you know, because my riding style has changed so much just because I'm getting older and slower, and my body don't move like like it used to, and <laughs> – you know, and so he'll point things out
1: and, and we'll do it and it'll it'll fix it,
2: you know. So he's still I guess coaching me to this to that's this awesome. day. That's
1: fantastic. Yeah. That's that's cool. But the other thing too, J man, I mean it sounds like he knew what he was obviously knew what he was doing when you were young riding by limiting your rides. I like hearing that too, where he just said, Well, hell, this guy seems pretty serious, so we better do this right, you know, and, and, and not get all bravado and arrogant about it, but let's get smart and confident and I mean look at yeah, your career. I
2: know. Yeah, well, and there's, you know, and I always use the phrase "don't don't get in over your head."
6: Uh-huh. That
2: that was one thing my dad never let me do was get in over my head. Um, we we stayed at where I needed to be until I got to where I was ready to move on to a, a bigger bull or a different whatever. Uh-huh. And you know that was, but you, and you see so many guys they they come out. And, and they ride so good for two or three years, and then they're hurt all the time constantly. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, and that, that, I think a lot of that has to do, some of it is uh, just the way that person was made, you know, it out of everybody's control. But a lot of it is they were getting on bulls that were way too big for them at an early age. You know, and it's just like this mini bull riding craze that's going on. I hate it. I, I do not like it getting on them little fat potbelly things. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. it you're spreading them kids hips out too and they're not they're not ready for it. Uh, right. And they're not really riding and they're just hanging on to mm. Yeah, I see that a lot. I have to go get and them a lot of times. Yeah. I don't I don't like them deals, but that's another conversation for another day. Yeah. Well that's Hey, you know what? You're the you're one of the best in the business and if you see
4: that and I see that a lot of times, you know, with, with dads and everything. You know, my son, he grew up
2: to believe this and he ain't wearing no helmet. He ain't doing this. And I'm like, You're an idiot. And, yeah and I, You know, the the helmet guilt, whenever I do a boy out in school, the kids say, Well, why don't you wear a helmet? And I say, Well, I did wear a helmet from mm-hmm. oh eight to two thousand and well I think it's whenever I took I took the helmet off at, at Cheyenne. Uh mm-hmm. Uh, I got slams back of my head hit the ground so hard it busted that helmet. Oh. And, and I couldn't get that helmet no more, and so I give it to Will Lowe's boy, mm. Garrett, and they they still have the helmet to this day. Mm. Oh yeah, to this house. And <laughs> uh, right. I I was walking and they me and Will we were talking and I looked at Garrett and I said here you go. I said, here's you something to play with. And never and I never put it back on. Mm. And but I got knocked out more with the helmet on mm. than I did without it. Because it gave me a false sense of security. I yeah. don't see that.
5: That's, that's, that's a like, good point I guess. You know,
2: like it does a lot of a lot of people, but anymore now you you know, these kids they have to have a helmet on. And and I got nothing against the helmets. Um I just didn't grow up wearing one. And so it still bothered me wearing it, and, you know, my, it just, you know, didn't work, and so I yeah. took it off. You know,
4: that, and that's completely acceptable
2: because you don't say, oh, you're a big puss if you don't wear a helmet. Yeah, a
1: completely or, different take, you know. yeah.
2: Yeah, no, no, I mean, I, mean, I you know, it just, you know, them kids come and they, the, whether it be a dad or a kid, man, I'm thinking about taking my helmet off, i like, no, you can't take it off anyway, because if you go ride at PBR PRCA, then. You, you have to have a helmet i mean yeah if, you're not okay, grand so so yeah i'm i'm old enough that that I can choose whether to wear a helmet or not to um, right. but you know I just tell them I said guys i said it might might save you a year or two on your career uh it'll save you a few shaving scars here and there <laughs> um but you know put it on and and go on with today day because you have to wear it but you yeah. know, yeah, i don't I don't think, well, Boudreaux Campbell wears a helmet. He's a big sissy. You know, just yep. not No, out. I still say Boudreaux's a big sissy anyway. <laughs> I know. He's lifting
6: right now He'd be
4: mad.
2: Who cares? He's little. <laughs> That's
4: a
6: tough
4: movie. <laughs> he's brought it on, hasn't he? I don't know. He's just turned a corner and he's riding bulls good. You know?
2: Yeah, we got oh, to talk. You, you ain't got no – there ain't no joke about that. It's just cool to see, you know – see these guys and something clicks and and then they realize that they do belong at the NFR and they do realize that, that they not I not necessarily deserve to win but he's good enough to win and it doesn't surprise them now and it's it's cool to see them young guys come through and oh absolutely you know it's, it's pretty cool
4: wow. Is that Woodrow in the background out here
2: no no it ain't my dog
1: those are my dogs.
2: Oh, okay. They're losing it right he's now. got the coolest dog. <laughs> Nevada, he's got a dog. What is that dog? What's one He's an Airedale?
1: Oh, nice. Big old
4: Airedale hunting dog. Yeah. And he looks yeah. like Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does. Yeah, you know, Jacob, i I got to say, I want you to dive off in this a little bit. The um, While well, Nevada's going with the newspaper to whoop his dog, hold on. <laughs> 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 That's why we love today. Um, yeah. having fun on the road, you're one of the most fun people. I, I laugh when I see the old, uh, the old, uh, RV pull up there, you know, and, uh, we usually have to work on the generator or we have to do work on something on it. We love doing it. But when I see you at the rodeo, I know it's going to be fun. I mean, you and I have had some of the best times, like it, Colorado Springs last year brings up mine. We had the, the cooking and, you know, and. and Nevada and Brighton, I'm going to send y'all this picture. I didn't want to dean on the interview, but I have a picture of about seven of us, and all of us have NFRs. We either fought it, rode there, world champ. It's the coolest wall hanger you've ever seen, and I want to send that to y'all. And i got to send it to you too, Jay, unless you have it.
2: Uh, oh. Yeah, i got you sent it to me. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe Jackie took a picture on my phone. I've got it, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, it is it. a wall hanger.
1: Send it. And, Love it.
2: I think that's some of your oh,
4: I'll definitely look. I just I think that's why your longevity has been so good. It, you know, you go and you love it, and now even as it's, it's slowing down. You know, when you were going and going and going, you didn't have time to do it. But I see that in you. And how fun is it getting to travel with Jackie and and Aubrey? You know and. Just, just getting to go, and and how much fun it is with Bill and everything. You know, he always comes over and
2: they watch cartoons. I just see you being a happy family guy. Man, there, there's nothing, nothing greater than what, what we get to do for a living. I mean, uh, you know, we get to run around the country. Oh yeah. get, to, get to see Mount Rushmore. Get to go to Pike's Peak. That was a fun trip, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, and 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 get to do it with some of the greatest people in the world, that's, and get that's to do, it. you know make make lifelong not just friends for 15 years. You know, you make lifelong friends and, and oh they become gosh. become family.
4: I love that part about this. If 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 nothing else, I I tell you, I had a guy call me the other day, uh, another rodeo clown, a new kid. I don't want to mention his name on here, but I mean it wasn't bad. But he's like, Robbie, I got a problem. I said, what? He says. And you'll be able to relate to this. He says, after doing my taxes this year, I made a hundred or a thousand dollars. Is that <laughs> yeah. right? And I said, did you have a thousand at the end of it? He's like, yeah, that's all. And I said, well, you lucky son of a gun, you made it. You, know? you
2: made money. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Way to go. And
2: you I did, I did well. Text,
4: yeah. And that's what that's what I tried to say. I said, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. What are you doing? Well, I go to my girl's house and I hang out there, and I I said, okay, there's people having to work. We're the luckiest people in the world, and I see you enjoying that so much, Jay, and and oh. now especially. You know, I knew you when you was hitting it hard, and now I see you pulling up in the old RV with everybody and unloading bicycles and us going to rob the liquor store with the kids, you know, fun yeah. <laughs> stuff, you know. And, and it, How does that feel now? I mean, I know, you know, you're still retiring kind of, but you're still getting to go. Tell me
2: about it. Man, it you know, I mean, I think rodeo, there's just, there's nothing else in the world like it. Uh, you know, there's, it's obviously, I think it's the greatest sport in America, probably in the world, really. Because there's there's nothing, nothing that you can compare it to that's even close to what we get to do, uh, how we get to do it, and what it's all, you know, I mean, rodeo is still probably one of the truest sports or is the truest sport that there is because you don't get paid unless you win. But at the end of it, whether you won that rodeo or you embarrassed yourself at that rodeo, you still get to go back to your truck's. Go mm-hmm. so sit down and, and have a beer with your buddies and just yeah. to go cook a big steak and enjoy it. And you're not being forced to go get on a plane, go back home, get yelled at by a coach because <laughs> you sucked. <laughs> uh, you now, Jack, count. But, well, I mean, even she don't yell you know, I know she's great. It's. It's funny, she just always always smiling, you know, and and, and now I I'm probably one of the luckiest ones because whenever I come back to the camper and, and I had a rough rough time and mm-hmm. didn't go the way I wanted to, I got bucked off. I come back I got two kids that could care less if I stayed on or if I rode and won a million dollars. They're oh. the exact same no matter what. <laughs> so and, cute. and they make you forget all about everything and mm-hmm. You know, it's there's no other great. It's you know, I mean, we'll take. I'll use Hill City for an example. I got, I felt, I got, had to get stitches in my arm. Well, Hill City, Kansas, there's a, a gas station and a grocery store and a bar. A bar you know, be, yeah. and they serve you breakfast at the bar in the morning. I mean, it's a great rodeo. It's a, it's a cool rodeo. I love that rodeo. I go. It only adds a thousand, but I go to it every year. Oh, man, it's great. Uh, I love that rodeo, And but I got a, a bull hit me with in the forearm with a horn and busted me open. I had to get stitches. Well, they said, oh, we'll just take you down to the hospital and get you some stitches. I was like, all right, sounds good. Well, I go tell Jackie. I said, hey, I said, I got to run up here to the hospital and get some stitches real quick. And she goes, we have a vet parked next to us. And I said, we do. I forgot all about it. She was there running barrels, and she was a vet. So I go knocking on her door. And I said, I said, "Ma'am, I said I got a question. Can you stitch me up?" And she goes, "Yeah." I like, yeah I <laughs> so I went, I <laughs> went, went and got me a beer out of the cooler, and
6: held the arm nice. up and
2: cast, cast ropers were standing around there, videoing it. They're like, "Are you gonna let her stitch you up?" I'm like, "Yeah. Why not?" Oh, that is So great. I was sitting there holding my arm up, and cast ropers were filming and. We were sitting there talking, and she put three stitches in me and went on with the rest of the evening. You know, it's, you can't do that anywhere else. You know, no. she didn't no. charge you a dad blast of thing for it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and now now that every time I, I've never seen that lady before in my life, oh, but now you see her all the time, and we'll talk, talk to her and her mom. <laughs> there you are. You know, Man, make friends awesome. like that. It's you know, and, and you got friends on 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 both ends of the arena. You know, I got friends calf ropers, team ropers, bell racers, bulldoggers. You know, we're all friends, and you know, and we all have to be to make it work because you know we're all in it together and we're all striving for the same thing. At the end of the, at the end of the day, you know, which uh, there's no difference between me or a uh, first year kid. Entered his first calf building, mm. right. Well, we're, we're all in it for the same thing, and we're all on the same team. Yeah. Once you're at that level, they're all equal. I, I so agree with
4: that. That's, well, that's why I, I don't
1: know anybody that doesn't like J.W. Yeah, was part of the whole deal. I'll tell you what, man, J.W. This is the first time I'm meeting you, and this is. and we've gotten to talk to ooh, probably about good seventy plus individuals in the rodeo business, man. This is you're man. You're fun to talk to. You got a lot of stories too, um, and everything that. I'd heard about you, man. It's pretty legit. You're you're a good dude, man, and you're you are rodeo. There's no doubt about it.
2: Well, appreciate it, you know, and you know, and, I, and that's you know, going to the rodeo. The you know, four PBR finals that I went to, it's mm-hmm. it's it, it, it's it's a it's a whole different world, a whole different atmosphere there. Um, yeah, technically you, tell know, you don't you don't have the the close niche. Like you do at rodeo, like when you know rodeoing and stuff. It's, uh, you know, I never. I I think that's probably it's one of the one of the things I'm glad I went and done, but it's also a regret at the same time, if that makes sense.
6: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Because I left something that made me what I am, mm. and what I've, you know, everything I've got is due to rodeo. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, I want a lot of money, PBRs for sure. I mean, there's no, the money's great, but at the end of the day, you know, they always say money can't buy happiness and that's true. Yep. Uh, very limited, uh, you know, and it just was miserable. Got to where I didn't want to go. I hate to go. And, you know, and family couldn't go all the time and, you know, cause we're flying everywhere. <laughs> but, you know, it's, you know, and I, I feel like I left a few – if you ask Donny Gay, he'll tell you that I left three or four gold buckles on the table by making that move. And, he, you know, he's probably right. I hate to say that Donny Gay's right about something, but wait <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I just hope he's not listening. I hope he well, you know mean. he is. Oh, he's he'll be, be cool. listening. What's yeah, <laughs> our listening. next
4: interview, Nevada, with Donny Gay? Well, I'm going okay right
1: now that J.W. hurts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's listening.
2: He loves you too. Though. Yeah, he, he does. Knows. So, and you know, and, that, and that's one of the coolest things in the world is I get to call Donnie Gay whenever mm-hmm. I, I've got his phone number, and I'll give, I'll put it out there on the air here in a little bit, so everybody can call Donnie Gay. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But no, you know, you you know, you get all these legends. You know, Donnie Gay, Uh, Tuffy and Jim Sharp. You know the lift, Joe Beaver. You know, you get. You get to talk to these guys, the kid- the guys that you grew up watching and idolizing, and you get to call them your friend,
6: mm.
2: yeah you know it it's it's pretty cool, you know, and uh you know and and me and freckles Brown have got something in common, yeah, I never got to meet the man, but we're mm-hmm. the only four riders to ever win a world title without covering a bullet at the n f r
1: really Not
2: really a record that I don't think me or him want, <laughs> but we got it my right.
1: Hey, you guys got championships, so it's a good thing to kind of say. Well, I did do this that wasn't all that yeah. good, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: you know, it's. It doesn't say insane, that on man. the bottom of that gold buckle, though. <laughs> no, it does. It doesn't. It didn't run there one. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody remembers. Exactly. What heck, 2009, anyway, except for me. So that's, that's a good stat.
1: Deep. Well, hey, uh, yeah. J Dub, man, we got to run. This was we got to get you back on, man. You're you got great stories, man. Really well, good.
4: Well, you little...
2: don't have to talk to the president. She, I know,
4: Brian, Where are you in all this? You were supposed to be getting it on right here. <laughs> yeah, the
2: Bobby, you back
4: over. I'm sorry, I got a bunch of funny stories I
1: want to get. <laughs> all right, uh, let uh, let ask a question. No, Vaughn, hey, let her go ahead. You know what it is? is we we got to roll. Um, uh, I know, so I know. We, um, but seriously though, I honestly, Jada, and I think yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll recircle back this man and kind of see where you're at. Somewhere summertime, you know, hopefully everything kind of pans out the way it should. Um, you know, we're getting other people on the other – we're talking to other people on the other side of this this uh, this virus or you know, all these things that are going on. So, man, I this was great talking to you. you. You're a good dude, man. Well, I
2: appreciate it. Everybody stay hunkered down so we can get through and get back to the yeah You got it. Right.
1: Tell totally them agree. all
2: hello for me, all right?
1: We'll do.
4: Thump Dylan on the head for me one more time. All right, buddy. All right, all J-Dub. Stay
1: busy, man. All right, he got it. To celebrate the 35th anniversary of the National Finals Rodeo in Las Vegas, LVE and PRCA present the Top 35 Most Memorable Moments.
5: J.W. Harris has had some serious National Finals Rodeo mojo, and it was on full display in 2010. This is a heck of a ride. Oh my. Oh my, for J.W. Harris. new that year, Harris won his third straight world championship in bull riding, matching a bull riding mark set by the great Donnie Gay from 1979 through 1981. Harris had a dominant finals. He picked up checks in 8 out of 10 rounds, winning 4 go rounds, tying a record at the time. Perhaps the most memorable moment of Harris's 2010 NFR was his 94.5 point bull ride on Frontier Rodeo's smokescreen on his way to setting a new NFR bull riding earnings record of nearly
4: 159000 And he does. He's in it. Oh, look out. He's losing up. He's losing up again. He's got to get over there. This could be the round of the week right here. Show me the
5: money, baby. What a bull ride! Harris won NFR bull riding average crowns in both 2008 and 2010, and his grand total of 12 NFR go-round wins ties him for fifth most all-time in bull riding. Harris returned to Las Vegas and won a fourth gold buckle in 2013. In all, the bull riding great qualified for nine straight NFRs between 2006 and 2014.
0: 2020, more than 7,000 kids will compete for the coveted 750 spots at the Junior World Finals in Las Vegas, presented by Yeti. Each qualifier will go head-to-head for more than a half a million dollars in a championship buckle in the biggest rodeo youth event in the country. This could be the first stop on the road to a pro rodeo card in a gold buckle in Vegas. Find out how your son or daughter can earn the right to compete against the best at the Junior World Finals, presented by Yeti. Hi, I'm world champion bull rider Sage Kimsey, and
4: you're listening to NFR Extra.
1: All right, Robbie, we, uh, we're uh we keeping this train rolling, man, and um, however things are going to be happening in the states, around the world, yeah. at least on this podcast, we're, we're going to keep this ball rolling. Yep, yeah,
4: we're like, uh, what do they call that? Radio Free America
1: of rodeo, right? <laughs> here. Rodeo Free America, we're going to call this. Well, Turn and here's our guest right here, man. I mean, this guy is, he's he's well-loved. Young guy coming up in the bull riding world. Just uh all around good dude. Three time qualifier to the NFR. Welcome to the show, Boudreaux Campbell.
4: thank y'all for having me. Yeah, uh, thank you. I'm honest. gonna have to say the hottest guy going right now. I've <laughs> never seen a guy in all my rodeo and I've never seen a guy just click a switch on and all of a sudden was a badass like he is. It it is uh
1: Yeah
6: I'm
4: so proud and I get to call him my friend. So uh what a remarkable okay.
1: 2019, Boudreaux. Yeah, man, you definitely... Oh, yeah. it, was
4: great, it was a great year, man. Best
1: year of my
4: rodeo career so far, and I was hoping 2020 was going to be
1: better, but I don't know about this point. Yeah. Woof. Well... I'm telling it's you. It's getting a little rough on... Uh, where were you, where were you in, um, Where were you in your head, like, kind of, as this uh, year was unfolding? Clearly, you had a great 2019. What... Where, like, where, how were you feeling things before, you know, we all got this news where we had to kind of put on the brakes? How are you feeling about the, the 2020 season?
4: Uh, well, 2020, like, during the winter, it was kind of slow and everything, but I hit a big lick at San Antonio at the Extreme Bowl.
6: Yeah.
4: And I just, hit, I hit, I just started hitting some licks here and there, and it moved me up to, uh, I think, fourth in the world, fifth in the world. I was like, dang, I've never had this much money won this early in the year, and uh, it was just crazy. how. However,
1: everything can turn around with just one rodeo at san antonio <laughs> yeah you're sitting uh as i look right here you're sitting fourth man and uh yeah you're they were talking about you and i think this uh i mean paying attention to the 2019 wrangler NFR and i think it started there right like you you had a pretty good run man do you think you ever had that kind of run before
4: uh, no, that's the most money I've ever won at one spot. and uh, Yeah, I just put a lot of work in going into the NFR. I knew I wanted to do good. I didn't do good in the last couple of years I was there, but I knew 2019 I wanted to make a difference, and uh, I went in there and I handled business and uh, ended up walking away with a lot of money.
1: Yeah, I mean, but well, I well, look at this, Bedro, man. I mean, yeah. and, 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 we've been, and I know Robbie knows everything about your career, but I've been paying attention to you just from, you know, being part of the NFR social media and kind of paying attention to standings and, and, and who goes and who doesn't and well, as I'm looking at it right now, man, I mean you ended second in world standings and also second uh far, Obviously to, you know, one of the he's becoming King Kong of bull riding. That's Sage Kimsey. That's the tip of the hat, man. I mean, that's not easy yeah. to kinda stay at pace with that guy. You you pulled that two and correct me if I'm wrong, two hundred and seventeen thousand dollars, eight hundred and one dollars during Yes sir. The NFR, that's uh that's a good chunk of change, man.
4: Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it was a biggest get ever one, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Did it? I'm. Is it like? Yeah. Did it help?
4: Oh uh, no, yeah, for <laughs> sure, cause right before, I left, right before I left for the NFR, I bought thirty acres right down the road from me, and I just put a down payment on it, and so when all that money at the NFR, so when I come home, I paid all that land off. So I don't own it now. Nice. Good for you. Bro.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
4: And then um, I got some. I got building a little barn dominium at <laughs> my dad's house right now. So just
6: little things around the house. That's about it.
4: Yeah, that makes we have sense. Time man, a little to do that too right now. Helps. Well, it oh yeah, know like we I'm all want to be rodeoing, but you know. Well, yeah, I was just
6: in Florida last <laughs> week. Yep, Boudreaux, yeah, where did you go down to
4: Kissimmee? Were you at Were you at Kissimmee? No, I was in Arcadia and stuff. I, I mean, okay yeah yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Yes, so I went down okay. there in Arcadia. Right. <laughs> With, so, what did you uh, did you have any idea that would be our last rodeo? You know, for a while. I mean, yeah, no, I didn't. I, I uh, man, I was. I just got done in Houston and everything, and I was with my uh, buddy. Texted me, Parker, and he said uh, he just won his set, Parker McCowan, in Houston. And he just goes, yeah. Hey, uh, you think rodeo hands? Houston would get canceled. I'm like, no way, man. Like, I don't, I wouldn't believe none of that. And then by the end of that day, rodeo Houston was canceled. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Mm. Man, I'm telling you, it's, this is like a world war three or something, isn't it? This is uncharted waters for us. But you know, a young kid like you though, it's so funny, Nevada. I, I've known Boudreaux since he was in college when I did the college rodeo at uh I guess that Uvalde was the last thing. You remember? And I had some come get you. got hung up there, and I had to get out of the barrel and come get you. And right then, yeah, I, just, there. I saw this kid. I, I just saw Trump meeting and it was – and for some reason, I mean, he wrote great. But then all of a sudden, I've, I've never – I don't think I've ever seen – maybe Sage, but I've never seen something just click in a kid's head. I say a kid. He's not a kid. He's a man, but – In a a guy's head, and all of a sudden, you couldn't throw him off. He was just hot. I don't know if it was around at the NFR. I don't know, you know, because just to see, I mean, he was riding great, and then it all of a sudden turned to phenomenal. And then I was like, yeah, because I remember talking to him at Gillies this year, you know, at at the autograph session. I'm like, holy cow, booze is hot right now, you know, and I'm so proud because he's such a good kid. That's the main thing.
1: Let's stay on that real quick. Yeah, you know, let's say on that, Robbie. I mean, Boudreaux, we, I mean, somewhere last year, did did everything kind of just, you know, everything you'd been working on as a young guy, yeah. I did everything just, as to Robbie's point, did it click and all of a sudden you see what you could see and ride the way you ride and everything kind of was fluid?
6: Um, yeah,
4: I mean, I feel like last year at the NFR definitely was a little bit, everything was kind of slowed down. I was more comfortable. It was my third year going into there. I knew I couldn't do any worse than what I did the two years before. Uh, I've been putting a lot of work into it, and I was like, man, I have nothing to lose. And uh, when I rode that first bull for I think 90 points in the first round, 91, and it was away from yeah. my hand, that's what I've been. That's what I've been practicing on all, all to get to the NFR. Because I can ride bulls really good into my hand, but I struggled away from my hand, so I practiced away from my hand. And when I drew that first round bull, and he went away from my hand, and I was ninety-one points on him, I, that just kind of set my week off from there. And uh, that just kind of, yeah, that, I think that ride really helped change my career. Yeah,
1: so you, that first night, man, is probably key to the, those ten, the next nine, right? Like, as as you've been, you know, you've been there a couple times, you knew you had to get in that that first day, right?
4: Uh, that first night when I got that bull, that many people probably didn't think I could ride away from my hand. I got him rode, and it was, I felt really good.
1: Well, it definitely showed, man.
4: Isn't that funny? How,
6: <laughs>
4: yeah, isn't it funny how you can get on one crapper, and it takes you 17 bulls to get over that. But if you get on one good one, it also takes you 17 bulls to get over that. You're riding your butt off. Yep. People don't realize yeah. that. I mean, you one one time it says, "Hey, I can do it," and then look at you, man. Look at you. I, I've never seen. I mean if Sage wouldn't have had this big lead, I mean, you can't take anything away from him, obviously, but nope. you're the, you're the, you're as close to me of catching him as anybody I've seen, man. And, and I just, I think it's great, man. Cause like I said, we, we're buds and, and I'm rooting, man. I'm rooting. I love Sage. I, I think it's great. I think, but he's got some competition and I think that's going to spur both of you guys on, you know? Oh yeah. And, um, yeah, so, uh, but I have a lot of respect for Sage, and he's good, but I would, I love to win that world title. That's my whole goal. I don't go and want to win second. Yeah, nod your head without that. Want you know? Mm-hmm. Don't get in that pickup start without it. So, you uh, know. What was your last bull? Was Was Arcadia the last one you got on, or were you able to go anywhere else, or what? Arcadia was the last bull I got on. I was, I think, I was eighty six and a half. half of in one second, and um, <laughs> I. Uh, yeah, that was it. I went to Oak- I went to Lake City, Florida, and watched that rodeo. I went to Okeechobee and watched that rodeo. I was with some buddies of mine. And then we yeah. just drove home. Yeah. We drove home, and we were headed to Mercedes, actually, and they canceled that. So we all just went home, and man, we don't know Absolutely. what we're going to do. I'm about to go feed cows here probably later today. It's kind of been raining around <laughs> the house. <laughs> yeah, if you're sending it our way. I'm over here. Hold up it. The kickback ranch in Alabama over here this big ranch over here with Jerry Todd's place. He was actually announcing Okeechobee and came home. Gosh, don't you wish you'd entered Okeechobee in Lake City now if you didn't know that was gonna be it. I <laughs> so, you know entered bit, but I was supposed to be going to some other Right. Are you uh, are you um are you getting on anything? I mean what, what's keeping you staying, you know under the ball, there what, what's keeping what's keeping it going for you? I, what you getting on? I try to work out and stuff at the house. Just do little stuff, something every day, I do to get better at bull riding. And then I got a bunch of bulls at the house that I work with. And uh, if I need to get on stuff, I got anything from a jump kicker to a, a, a buck filly really hog that I can get on. I got guys right. that I come over and get.
1: Who helps uh, you with that,
4: Boudreaux?
1: Who who helps you with that when you're? Uh, when you're gonna go out there and ride, I mean, who who's out there assisting you?
4: Oh, my dad will get out there, and then I got some buddies that'll come over. Usually, Trey Benton. He don't live very far from here. He'll drive to the house and help me bug.
1: Mm, nice.
4: Right on.
1: That's cool. Yep.
4: So your dad, Jay, so Jay's been helping you, and uh, oh yeah, great. For my life, he helps me with pretty much everything I do. I I'm so proud of that. That's so good. So, are, has any of the guys? If they've been calling you, you know, uh, hey, boo, can we come over? Get to run to up. We need to get on, you know. Uh, I guess you're going really, talk a to
6: little
4: off. Uh, Yeah, I, uh, I told them we need to put on a bull riding at my house. Everybody just from the PRCA come get on. Rather have an extreme bull. yeah a mini string bulls right now would be awesome wouldn't it yeah
2: hey boudreau how
1: did you you. how did you get started i mean i I understand your father was a bull rider but is that what got you into bull riding i mean you'd figure that you wouldn't do it if dad's doing it but how does how did that work i mean how did you get into bull riding
4: my dad just took me to a rodeo and he said i've seen the sheep riding there and he said i just showed interest in that so he took me to go on some sheep at some rodeos and he said ever since then i just I, he said he couldn't keep me away from it. He tried to get me to team rope and all that and he said I just love bull riding rodeo. He hauled me all up and down the road
1: from junior high rodeos to high school rodeos. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, you you're just this is what you do and this is what you love to do. That's awesome. What um so when you were growing up and man still you're a young guy, what um how did you partake in like youth rodeo? I mean were were you little britches or what kind of where did you where did you put some focus on that?
4: Yeah. I went to Little Bridges rodeos, my dad put on these rodeos, I used Bull Saginaw, and Saganol, TYBRs. But uh yeah, I used to run barrels, poles, do all that on a horse when I was a little kid. Uh, my dad had me a good barrel horse and I'd tie goats, run barrels, poles, do everything, calf rope, team rope.
2: Interesting. Do you not realize how dangerous that is, Pedro. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I'm you like not realize that, uh, how dangerous pole bending and barrel racing is. Why would you? <laughs> I'm glad you got to that dangerous
1: stuff. So you're saying you can ride a horse? Is that what you're saying, Boudreaux? Yeah. Oh yeah. You I know. The and stuff like that, yeah,
4: yeah.
1: So one of the questions that always comes up during the NFR on social media is about bull riders and their ability to ride a horse. And, you know, after you guys, after whoever wins, right, that, that, that nightly round and you got to ride, it always comes after that. And, man, I tell you, there's been a couple of times, not you, you know, I haven't seen this with you, but like there's been a couple of times where Sage comes out and it's disastrous on the horse. And I just think it's interesting that they always kind of <laughs> put a little point on that, that the bull riders and horse riding don't really go together. And it sounds like, man, that's not the case for you.
4: No, I, I ride horses every day if I could. Um, sometimes we do here. We work cows all the time, and I've very much been around cows and horses my whole life.
1: Yeah, it's in he your blood.
4: Quite a bit of practice too at the NFR in Nevada, if you notice. Oh yeah, <laughs> do some baddies.
1: Absolutely. You know,
4: it wasn't like he had one shot
1: at it. No, yeah. not even close. You know, Bujro, right, man, you, your your name's the, for sure. I. You know when you look at kind of how the media focuses on things when they're covering the sport, your name comes up a lot and definitely last year, obviously second place uh world standings. Uh you've proven that and your earnings, man, that was you pulled in $344,000 last year. That's that's uh, yeah, you're doing pretty good, man.
4: That's making Dad proud.
1: Yeah, seriously.
4: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it, here's something else. You know this this happens across sports You know the field sports, the ball sports, any sport, right? When definitely we got father and son. So is your dad kind of utilizing all of his experience and like thinking the things like, you know, wherever he got, my son's going higher, and I gotta, you know, assist him. Do you guys have a good relationship and how you learn with him? Uh,
4: kind of. We kind of butt heads (laughs) like a lot. (laughs) It's been me and him, so we butt heads a lot because. He can. He'll tell you right now that he was never really good at running bulls. Like he just donated his money and stuff. And so, like, we butt heads about that. And I don't know. But yeah, he does help me. He know He tells me what's best for me, but it just depends on if I want to listen or not. Do it that
6: day. <laughs> you sound yeah, like exactly.
1: you sound like a real son, man. I mean, that's just that's pretty par for the course, yeah, I think, exactly. for most dads. <laughs> But it also is probably what yeah. makes you great, man. If you're stubborn, he sees that, and you know I'm sure your, your pops probably was stubborn at some point too. So. Um,
4: oh yeah. That definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: hear you. But that's how you make yeah. successful too, right? Like you know when you're stubborn about something and you're kind of just in your way. Well, that's usually how you build a championship. That's how you get to the championship. Is that kind of that that focus? What do you do? Because you're a young guy, and the young, the youth is a little different than like us, let's just us, Gen Xers and these uh, the boomers, right? What do you do to keep yourself in shape, healthy? I mean, is it, are is there things that you do, or you just kind of, Boudreau just wakes up and lives each day, whatever comes at him. How, how do you go about staying in shape?
4: Um, I like to go to yoga classes when I'm home, um, as much as I can, I try to go to these yoga on the road. And then when I'm at the house, I'm always doing stuff during the day, and... When I go outside at night I try to do some push ups and stuff just you know, just try to keep my body pretty strong and flexible just something every single day to get stronger.
1: Yeah, when did you start doing yoga? That's uh, that's smart man. When did you start doing that? I
4: did I started doing that uh right when the season ended before the NFR, so a couple months before the NFR.
1: Wow. Yeah, no I mean, kidding.
4: It, yeah. The, so what did you do? Just wake like up one day and say, Hey I wanna try yoga or did you look at the window and I'll be no, my dad's uh, friend, uh, his wife owns a yoga shop in town at the little mm-hmm. bitty one, so I'm like, she told me to come try that. And I was okay. And so I went in there,
1: and there were uh, like two or three people, and it wasn't too bad, so I just kept going to it. Nice. I mean, man, I mean, if That's anything, awesome. yeah, it's great for your limbs. It's great for your, I mean, man, it makes you really limber too. Uh, and obviously in your position, you need that.
4: By there, I'm coming over there and I'm gonna go
1: do yoga with you. That sounds like me right there. I look good in the yoga pants. Well, you, <laughs> come on, right? you're gonna have to film it. Uh, you put a camera in there,
4: you could at least be there one more episode of yoga because you know you're gonna get kicked out when I get there.
1: <laughs> well uh, you,
6: it, it, on
1: yoga. Yoga. <laughs> yeah, you could be getting something started there, Boudreaux. Man, you could be having uh, during the far yoga sessions, right? Uh, bull riders, oh, yes. bareback riders, everybody that needs to be all limber and moving, Uh tie down, everybody. Uh, maybe the barrel racers, too. I don't know. W- hey.
6: So for now,
4: right before you ride, when I'm on the microphone, I'm going to go, okay, Boudreaux, just relax. That's what you're going <laughs> to do. Downward dog. Yeah, right? <laughs> I've Downward dog, reach for the front.
1: Probably <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Boudreaux, this is kind of the question we've been asked a lot of the contestants coming on. What uh, what are you thinking about to do with the time down? I mean, besides, you know, I mean, is there some things you may be trying to plan to get better at what you're doing or kind of just let your mind rest? What what, what are the things that you think about doing here while we got this time off?
4: Well, we got time off is to get down to probably hit the gym pretty hard, work out, get in shape, and uh, get on practice bulls a couple days a week because there's nowhere else you're going to go to get on bulls right now.
1: Now, yeah, do, that's true. yeah, no, no, no doubt, man. And so, do you? That's I think it's cool that you and Trey Benton live by each other. Do you guys? Is uh, now do you guys like? Do you have another partner that you work out with, or is it just is it just all Boudreaux show, man? I mean, or do you not? Do you collaborate with other folks?
4: Uh, no, I like to do it by myself. I like to get on by myself and just kind of do my own thing. Because I, I just kind of know what's best for myself, what I need to work on, what my weaknesses are.
1: So it, now, I understand that. yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I mean, it's it's you, you got to do what you got to do to keep your mind right and your head and your body right.
4: They told me this after my rookie year, man. He just said something gonna help my career is focusing on two things, M and E, and that's me. That's yourself. Focus on
1: yourself. Yeah, no doubt, man. He's done a great job with that.
4: Dale Brisby said
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's legit hey, though.
4: Yeah. Um, absolutely. So. When you're there, when you're working bulls there, you know, at your place there, who helps you? Who fights bulls for you? Are most of them pretty gentle? Or I know everybody's wondering, God dang, he gets on and makes your old dad turn them back for you or make sure you don't get no. in a box? They're all pretty mean, most of them. But, I mean, we got some nice <laughs> ones
6: too. But we uh, yeah. usually just you know, take care of yourself. Don't, I mean, I get the bull run,
4: Don't be scared. My dad is. <laughs> like, never like,
6: he never let me be scared. I always
1: got
6: on just by myself. When I
1: was up at the house. He'd run beside me and tell me how to get out before he'd get me out. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> right there. Yeah, I didn't
4: even think about that, man. But if you're,
1: you, you, you got other sports where you can get, like go shoot hoops by yourself. Uh, you know, you can hit a ball by yourself, but you got to go chase it. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, man. But yeah, you you can't just go out in the, the shoots and just start riding and then, you know, expect that bull to come back, jump back on him. Uh and then <laughs>
6: yeah. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, nah, yeah. Yeah. It's, a, a, lot it's a lot different, that's
1: for sure. Yeah, well I mean th- that, that right. it shows the community too, the rodeo business, right? I mean that's how that's how you guys get better because the ones behind the scenes that are working and definitely right now, this is the champion pedigree right now. It's the ones that are sitting there looking at us going, I-, I know the world maybe ending or whatever the hell is happening. But I'm gonna get better, you know, and the, I, I would imagine that at least sixty percent of the contestants, man, right now are, you know, trying to get better at whatever they do because they just they're looking at this as a temporary phase to get back out there and, and um, raise that bar. I mean, that's and there's a lot of lot of you folks that think like that now in the rodeo business, which is just makes us much that much much better. Yeah, that's what we all. Summer
6: easily after when can run, when people die off and go home. There's going to be a lot of people coming out of coming out this summer for sure. So you got to be on top of your head. There's going to be a lot of people out there
4: this year than last year. Exactly. We were talking about that yesterday. I can't wait to go to any rodeo, a CPR. I don't give a crap what it is. I just want to be at a rodeo somewhere. Don't you? I miss it yeah. man. Yeah, you I know. know. That's, that's you know, I I know. I, I I just can't wait to. I can't wait to be standing on my patio when you guys walk by. I'll be the happiest clown you've ever seen in your life. I will never complain about a rodeo again. <laughs> I can just go. You, you know, you got to be yeah. that too. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah.
1: you, know, you got to think about the. There's a positive and negative aspect for the competition for you, Boudreau, and all your 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 peers. You know, if someone was super hot right now, let's just say, for instance, like for, uh, like a Shad Mayfield, that guy was on fire. And all of a sudden, you know, boom, all that momentum had to stop, which may not roll over, you know, once we get back on this. But then the other individuals that either A, were dealing with some injuries or just weren't having a, you know, kind of just the January, February weren't, weren't jiving with them. They get a This is a good reset button for them. So, I mean, there's so many ways you can look at this thing. I mean, how are you looking at this for you? you looking at this as a way to build more momentum, or do you think it killed your momentum, or how do you think it, 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 it did
4: you right now? For me, uh, I don't really kill my momentum. I mean, I'm going to build momentum. I'm going to work out, get stronger, and it don't make no difference to me. When they start rodeos back up, I'm going to come back and do my job. Like, I'm always going to stay one
1: bullet time. So, and you... You guys, I'm mean, on the bull riding side. Yeah, you down probably got to p- put a lot of rodeos in, right? No matter where this thing starts. This is going to be a lot of work all the way down to the wire, it sounds like. I mean, do you, do you, do you see yourself doing a lot of rodeos? I mean, I mean, if this starts up in just um, June.
4: Back, in.
6: This,
1: this is good, man. This is just, you know, this is the kind of things we're looking for. You know, a nice good 20, 30-minute conversation about what's going on. You know, people just hearing your voice. makes people feel good, man, Boudreaux. And a lot of fans out there when they hear when they hear you guys talking it makes them feel good. Yeah, and I, I look oh, Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt, man. And we know it doesn't pay the bills. We know that. If anything, we got to pay the emotional bills going forward right now and just keep people happy that you guys are, are, are around.
4: Yeah. 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 Thanks. Well, much.
1: yeah, well thanks for coming on, man. Thank you.
4: Absolutely. When we do get the green light, we're going to have one hell of a party over here to old Taj Mahaj. Don't you worry. It's going to be a fun one, like we usually do, you know. So you guys yeah. get over here. I, I just wish, you know, I wish you the best during this time. And uh, I got no doubt when you come back, it's just a pause push for you, man. You're going to be kicking some butt. And I uh, can't wait yeah, to okay. see you. Man.
1: Yeah, keep that momentum going now.
4: You bet. I'll be digging you out of there. so. Uh, Take care yourself, yes, tell your dad high, high, and uh, when you when we get going, we'll see you on the trail. Yes,
6: sir. See
1: sir. Cool. Thanks, Boudreaux, man. We'll bring Thanks. you back on, too, to see where you're at, man, later in the fall, and just check your, your mindset and where you're at, and hopefully you're on your way to the NFR.
6: Yes, sir. Sounds good.
1: Thanks y'all. All right, man. Be healthy. Be, be safe. safe. Thanks. Thanks.
3: Thanks for joining us on
1: episode 42 with JW Harris and Dujo Campbell. Join us on next episode, episode 43, when we get world champ Casey Field on the show. And, and who else will we bring on this, Robbie? Yep, big boy, Oak Berry, is going
4: to be on here. You'll enjoy that large man. Yes. He's a handful, ladies.
1: Absolutely.
3: For more information regarding the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, visit nfrexperience.com and follow Las Vegas NFR on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube.
1: NFR Extra. All Dirt. All Rodeo. All Year.